calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm so glad that you are ready to talk. Look, just know you're not going to get what you want out of this, all right? This is not going to end in hugs and forgiveness. Say what you came here to say. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V.I.G. That's when it just clicked in my mind that if you just run through somebody's face, a lot of people ain't going to be able to take that over and 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 over again. They're just not going to want that. Think there's a deeper metaphor there? Run through a motherfucker's face. Then you don't have to worry about them no more. And now. You are the dregs of a free society. We have to let you exist, but we do not have to listen to you. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is uh, Tuesday morning, the 20th of November. Hey, kids. Hey. Hi. By the way, um, have some bad news, but All first, right. first <laughs> I want to say uh, I live in the central time zone, right. so it's very difficult to stay up for things like Monday Night Football. And World Series games on the West Coast and things like that. What if Monday Night Football goes into over a hundred points? Well, here's then the you thing. make an exception. I had uh, the only bet I put down was on under a hundred, and uh, <laughs> I, when I went to bed, they were like at seventy. So I thought, well, they're not going to. There's no way. You've been betting under a hundred for the past six years consecutively every Monday Night Football game. So. I thought it would be safe. I <laughs> thought that was the one I was going to finally cash in on. I'm not going to win back everything I've already you know invested in that dumb bet. Mm-hmm. But last night. Kevin, you stayed till the bitter end? Oh, my God, yes. How could you not? I was flipping back and forth between the Kings and then that game, um, and then the Kings ended, so then I was over on the football game, and it was just like, I've never seen anything like that. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer because it was a great yes, game. Yes, you do. Sure, exhilarating. Sure. And anytime there's six lead changes in a game, it's exciting. But if, uh, look, the Rams great, are a great team. Chiefs are a great team. But you are going to come up against some team that can, you know, that have... D- you know that can stop the stop you. You know at some point. I mean, you 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 need defense as well. Right, real, real Steve Berman over there. Wow, yeah, in the exactly. Central Time Zone, a football analyst. <laughs> I mean, what they a, did have two interceptions. Yes, or, or I guess a fumble and an interception for a touchdown by the same linebacker. Yeah, so that's some some defense. Yeah, there. Were I mean, cra- they gave up fifty one. Let's okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I guess <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying is you're going to come across a team where you're not going to be able to do that. Right. You know? Exactly. There were fifty six first downs. There were 105 points um, and lots of other stats that just, uh, you know, you never, ever see in a football game. Uh, Defensive touchdowns, everything. But, I mean— How often does a game with that kind of hype live up to it and actually exceed the hype? Almost never. I I bet one in 20. 
Oh, maybe something. Well, I like don't that? think so. There was there were, they were talking about this game for three weeks. Yeah, and technically the Super Bowl has been pretty competitive for the past few years. Yeah, yeah. a little feeling like this, but this doesn't happen during the regular season. This was uh, right. rare. And this could be the Super Bowl yeah, in exactly. three months, Let's too, hope, which, yeah. which I think a lot of people are, are absolutely hoping for. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so congratulations to the L.A. Rams, who are what now? Are they 10-1, and 11-1? What are they now? I think 10-1. 10-1, and 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 yeah. And the Chiefs are 9-2. and two, so Also, well. let's remember, we gave away tickets to this game. Yeah. Yeah. We are a radio show that gives out tickets to classic Monday night football games. Right. Only. Classics. Only that. Yeah, we will not give <laughs> right. out Monday Night Football tickets unless it's going to be a Hall of Fame classic game. I would also like to find out, because this does happen occasionally, whoever won those tickets from us, did they go? Because sometimes it's like, oh, great, I got tickets, but it's for tonight. Yeah. But, oh, oh right. I can't find a babysitter. Uh, maybe I'll give them away to somebody yeah, else. I have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would be funny. The guy who won the Ramit contest yesterday sounded enthusiastic. Yep. Seemed like the kind of guy who might go, and obviously was enough of a Rams fan, or at least cared enough about this game to put that kind of effort into it. It's not like he was caller 20 or something, so I sure hope he went. I do, too. Yeah. He would have had a great time. So, all right, sad news. Well, I debated whether to bring this up because it's very personal, but it's also very relatable to a lot of people. And that is, I lost a pet yesterday. Oh, no. no. Which crushed me. Of course. Crushed me. And I always hope I've had a lot of uh, animals over the years, as uh, as you guys know, you know, dozens and dozens of them. So I've, it's not like I haven't been through this many times, but I've always hoped that your pet, in this case, my dog Veruca, who was ten, ten years, four months today, I always hope for my animals that they will live an extremely healthy, happy life. And then it'll all happen at once. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, of course. Yeah. In other words, there's no decline where they limp along and they're sick. And, yeah, and you, you know, got to like give them shots every and, day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or you know, dogs that end up going through chemo and other things. I mean, you you care you care about the quality of life more than anything with your pets. Yeah. And and I've always and it, it's hard to see this on the day when you have to make that decision to put your dog down, but you always hope, hey, give me a sign, let me know. That it's time so that I so that I know that I'm making the right decision, and that's what the case was yesterday. I mean, Saturday she was going for a huge walk with Donna and me and our other little dog Linus at Audubon Park, where we were just out there for like an hour and a half, you know. Mm-hmm. And she was running around and just having the time of her life. And then a couple of days ago, she just started not feeling well and breathing heavy. And yesterday, her t- tummy was distended a little bit, so we took her right in, and they found a tumor the size of a grapefruit in her. Oh, oh no. God. In her spleen. And by the way, she had a complete physical and complete blood work one month ago and was as healthy as you, as you could possibly Would be. Would they have caught that? No. Okay. No sign. No, no, no sign of it. Without right. an x-ray, they may right. have, there may have been something with an x-ray. But these tumors apparently grow super, super fast. So they were prepping her for surgery, and the plan was they were going to try to remove this tumor, and then they did additional x-rays to see if it had spread. And in fact, her she was internally bleeding. It was mm. in her heart. She wow. had fluid in her lungs. So, I mean, there was literally no choice. There was no way that she was going to recover from what would, what would be a futile attempt to try to revive her. Yeah. But I will also say this, and that's that there are a lot of people who don't have the fortitude to make that hard of a decision. Yeah. And congrats on, yeah. on, on that. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was sucks, really, but... really hard. And, you know, there was such relief when we, you know, you, you give her the sleeping medicine. So she's asleep when then they, then they administer the fatal dose. But just to see her go from being so uncomfortable and not being able to even lay down yeah. to falling asleep really did give me some some peace. Sure. Because she, she, she was out of pain and she was comfortable. But uh, man, it's it's hard to put into words what a pet can what a pet can mean to you, you know, and how important a pet can be in yeah. your life, and how much you can love them. And I, you know, I never cry except when I call customer service, Kevin. Yeah, true. You know, that's it. When I'm on hold that third hour, you know, trying to get something done with Directv, that's when the, the, the tears come. I just bawled all day yesterday, and part of it was just the shock. Like when I woke up in the morning, in a million years, I had no idea that she'd be gone in a few hours. You know? Yeah, of course. Uh, it was just really, it was really, really. Really hard, but I guess I bring this up a because it feels better to talk about it and to honor her in some way because I loved her so much. But b I know so many of our listeners go through this all the time, and I do hear from them sometimes. You know, people, you know, you carry, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are of what happens to little creatures in the afterlife, but you certainly never, they certainly never leave your heart. That's no, for sure. No, it's the worst. I mean, it, it's 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 crazy to think how great pets are because it's still worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Like, it's yeah. so painful and it stings so hard, but yet it's still a journey everyone's willing to take because pets are – we don't deserve them. They're That's so true. good. They're too good for us. They and really I, are. And last thing I'll say because I know we do have to move on. We have a very busy show is that, that you're absolutely right, Jensen. That's the contract you make when you get a pet. And we had her at, you know, at six weeks old and you go, okay – I'm bringing this creature into, life, into my life that I'm going to fall in love with, mm-hmm. but I'm going to also outlive her yeah. and, and see and, her go. And I know that for a fact. Yeah. That's, and that's weird. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you're absolutely right. It's worth it. I loved, uh, I loved every single day with it. So RIP, Veruca, and, yes. uh, and thanks for letting me mention it. I'm sorry that happened to you, Bean. Yep. I'm very Thank sorry. Guys. Appreciate it. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Give me a break. That's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> I haven't even told you yet. <laughs> Joe knows. Uncle Joe What's knows. Happening? Uh, Billie Eilish on the program today. I, I bet she seems very lovely. She does. I'm very excited about her, by the way. She's uh, she's an interesting teenager. She's playing a night two of K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. She's 16. Yeah. 16. Yeah. I plan on uh, bringing up some things, referencing some things before she's born, see if she rolls with it. That is your specialty. Oh, yeah. that'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Hey, uh, what were your thoughts on General Eisenhower, Billy Eilish? Yeah, you uh, you still into that Gary Hart scandal? <laughs> uh, she was born after 9-11, you guys. Yeah, she keep was. that in mind. Yeah. Uh, comedian Greg Fitzsimmons joined us. Love him so much. Mm-hmm. I do, too. And we've got your tickets to, uh, to both nights of K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas as well. Coming up this morning, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. It is a Tuesday morning. Allie is, uh, well, she split a little mm-hmm. early for Thanksgiving this week. Jensen is filling in time for what's happening. Picking up the slack. That's what right. I do. That's what I do over here. <laughs> slack picking up. Uh, when Zach Braff posted a picture of himself with a handful of his former Scrubs co-stars on Instagram this weekend, the effects were felt all over the internet. You guys Scrubs were fans? They? Uh, yeah, totally. Loved. loved. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Never seen Very it. much so. Never I've seen it. Never really? seen Scrubs. Uh, my kids you... loved it so much that I have probably seen every episode hmm. five times, hmm. probably. Huh. And it was really good. Well, and it's the kind of show you don't mind, mind watch with your kids because yeah. it was really good. Yeah. I, Jensen, you would like it. It's very, it's very clever. Oh, I have nothing negative about it. It just, I have these pop culture sitcom holes. Sure. Yeah. Like, I've only seen like two episodes of Friends. Well, that's all right. All right, good. Uh, With shows like Murphy Brown, Will and Grace, and Kind of Roseanne rebooting, uh, the image seemed to hint at a a revival 
of Scrubs on the horizon. Fans started theorizing where the show would go, where it would pick back up. That is until creator Bill Lawrence spoke up. The Hollywood Reporter says that he has major reservations about returning to the popular sitcom, although the stars may have posted the picture with that in mind. Mm. Uh, I would do anything to get to work with not only this group, but the entire crew. It was the best time of my life, Lawrence reportedly said during a panel discussion. But he then added, sometimes reboots, not all the time, but sometimes they feel like a money grab. Yet all hope is not lost. Lawrence says he is open to other ideas, either as a short movie or something else. Uh, but he's kind of out. Seems huh. weird. I mean, I can see that. You want to have see that. an artistic reason to mm-hmm. bring it back beyond just that people want it and that you can make money off it. And can you match it, you know, the quality of it? Yeah, you want Which stories is to a, tell. always a fear, I think. Is I mean, it? I'm telling you, it was, it was all the talk this weekend with Steve Carell hosting SNL because, you know, they did a whole opening skit. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it, Kevin, yeah. about, about in the monologue about all they've several cast members from the office begging him to <laughs> reboot it and he's like I just don't think it's a good idea and I agree with him I don't think it's a good idea to reboot the office I, but, I don't think it is either because that was already a reboot yeah true <laughs> <laughs> but I mean there are lots of people who would would want to see it but the office was perfect the way it was yeah and it's fine to move on and put Steve Carell and those other fine actors in something else any reboots that are better than the originals has that happened yet um, that's an interesting question. We're going to get a lot of tweets because yeah. I think there are somewhere. Yeah, well, Battlestar Galactica obviously yeah, is, that but works. that was really more of a remake than it was a reboot, I guess, because it was a different cast, so that doesn't count. Yeah, but still, I mean, new name. I mean, it's not a new name, so yeah. that, that is a reboot technically. Yeah, that's a good I, one. I don't know, but you know, shows come back like you know, like the X Files, and people are enjoy it and are glad it's back, but it certainly doesn't replace the classic run. You know, Arrested know, Development got a nice little run there. Yeah. For a minute, I don't know if it's better than the original. I don't think so. Huh. No, the first three seasons still are still rule. All right, well, so. well let's right. think about that. Reboots Good that question. are better than the originals. All right, uh, all right, guys. Heather Locklear has been placed on another fifty-one fifty psychiatric hold on Sunday oh. afternoon after her therapist determined that she was having a mental breakdown. She was at home and someone called 911 and a representative from Ventura County Sheriff's Department uh, said deputies responded to a medical call at Ms. Locklear's residence yesterday afternoon. There was no crime and we have no additional information to release. Now, this is a major bummer. Uh, The actress was hospitalized for a psychiatric evaluation back in June after she threatened to shoot herself because she thought her fiancé was cheating on her. And after she was released three days later, she was arrested just later that week for battery of an EMT. She was hospitalized again that month after a reported overdose at her home after she completed a rehab stay in late summer. Uh, It's clear that Heather Locklear has been having some issues over the past year. Uh, It is a major bummer when these things happen, especially like kind of like where Margot Kidder's story ended up. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, I don't know, I wish the best for Heather Locklear. Yeah. And what about the Melrose Place reboot now? Oh, know? yeah. Well, that's clearly... Uh, I don't think that's at the top of the priority list. Okay. By the way, gotcha. it's been rebooted. It happened, guys. <laughs> that's Ash- true, actually. Ashley Simpson was in that's the Melrose true. Place reboot. Uh, maybe that's why Heather Locklear was so bummed. Uh, anyway, all right, probably not the right thing to say. Uh, happy birthday to these people. Rapper Future, comedian and friend of the show Joel McHale, Eagles singer Joe Walsh, Bean's favorite, Carly Rae Jepsen. Bean, do they uh, deliver mm. mail to your house, or is it considered a holiday? Oh, on uh, on, on Carly Rae Jepsen's birthday? birthday? Yeah. Oh, no, they still do. Okay, good. 
uh, Beastie Boys member Mike D and former Vice President Joe Biden. Obama and Biden. Are, are you kidding? The Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, guys, that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. I just have one question. Is curling a real thing? Uh, curling is a real thing. Yeah. Remember how crazy we were for curling? During the, was it the Olympics two years oh, ago? Yeah, yeah. Every every four years in the Winter Olympics, we all rediscover how awesome curling is, and then we generally don't think about it right. again <laughs> until the next time. Right, exactly. It's sort of if you haven't seen it, it's sort of like shuffleboard on ice. Oh, that's how Kevin, I would describe. Why would you say those who call it shuffleboard on ice are ill-advised? <laughs> here's, uh, here's what curling's all about for those that familiar with the sport. It's called curling. Players slide the heavy stones toward the circle or house as teammates control the direction and speed of the stone by sweeping in front of it with a special broom. Okay, so we're out of the Olympic <laughs> season right now. So how is curling even on your radar? A guy named uh, Ben tweeted me, "How can you not enjoy curling? I'm looking at you, Kevin. They drink." And this story just came out um, back in 2015. Four-time world champion curler Rod, uh, Randy Furbay. Oh, yeah, Randy. Yeah. yeah, good dude. He told the Ottawa Sun <laughs> uh, you'd go to your curling game and you'd sit and visit with people, have a bunch of beers, and stay up all night. That, that's what curling was to him. Okay. And the, now he says teams don't do that anymore. And that's just not true because on Sunday afternoon, there's a curling foursome of Jamie Coe, maybe you guys recognize these names. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ryan Fry. Oh, I have his jersey. Chris Schill. Oh, yeah, Triple Crown winner. And DJ, <laughs> is there a Triple Crown? Yeah, Triple Crown. And uh, DJ Kidby. Oh, DJ Kidby. Right? Oh, my God, Rookie of the Year. Got kicked out of the uh, Red Deer Curling Classic in Alberta, in part because they were extremely drunk. Yeah! I mean, come on. Isn't I mean, that the best way to enjoy curling? Yeah, you should get a trophy. Right. How many uh, how many sports besides curling do you think realistically you can play drunk? Um, can I tell you something that I heard once? Yeah, I had a friend who date. I'm going to try to keep this pretty general. I had a friend who dated maybe the greatest hockey player in the world ever. Right, uh, his niece, mm-hmm. and at an NHL All Star game, he went into the locker room to say hello to this greatest player who's ever lived, and they were doing tons of shots. Oh, is like, that right? Like, like a, like a, like a bar in Westwood <laughs> right before the UCLA USC game. Just I know, people downing vodka. I know you're trying to be secretive, but is pretty well known. <laughs> they were all doing pretty shots. well known to drink. Very drunk, yeah. So the story goes on. There was some damage in the locker room. Uh, other teams were complaining about their stuff being kicked around in the locker room. It's unacceptable behavior. And nobody wants to watch or listen to that. I I disagree. I disagree, too. I think there are some sports that could really, really be helped by being drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about that cross-country skiing and then they shoot something? They stop and shoot and then they I ski mean, some more. Seems semi-problematic. Drunk. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could probably come up with some issues with that. So here's a little bit of the – it was live streamed. And here are some guys sitting around talking about the team uh, they got kicked out. That is what Team Cooey did yesterday. They just made up their own rules. Uh, they got here about 11 o'clock. They were sitting over there drinking. 11 o'clock in the morning. Just started pounding beer. About 30, 40 empty bottles of beer, and they were doing shots. They went out there completely drunk and played, kicking rocks, throwing brooms, got disqualified. Oh, <laughs> listen to the other guy. Oh. By the way, um, if there's 40 empty bottles of beer, only four guys. Four guys. 10 oh. beers per. Plus shots. 
At yeah. 11 a.m.? 11 a.m.? That'll, that'll get you buzzed. <laughs> then they went out and started kicking around the stuff, and apparently they won one match, which they've been disqualified from, uh, and then they lost one. Other teams were saying, we do not even want to play here anymore if they are allowed. So they said, what? What a bunch of, what's wrong with those people? Narcs. Oh, uh, we don't, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to go out there and curl with the drunk dudes. It's unsafe. <laughs> Team Kui disqualified, and they're never allowed to play here again. Okay. That's the other thing is, not only were they disqualified from the tournament, but the teams were complaining so much that these four guys are never allowed back in this arena. Squares. Lifetime ban. Now, I heard, did you, Kevin, that they were they were literally breaking brooms? Yes. That you're supposed to little sweeper things and apparently swearing, which just doesn't fly oh, in the curly world. Right? They're, they've got a stiff upper lip. Is that what you mm-hmm. say? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Brad Jacobs... Ryan Fry Skip called here to apologize, and apparently there's further discipline against him. Okay, so now not only are they banned for life, there's further discipline. <laughs> what more can they do? This guy should be getting a medal, not well, I discipline. Don't, I, don't well, I don't know if they should get a medal. I feel like they've ruined the tradition that is curling. Four years ago wins a gold medal in the Olympics. And- this guy four years ago was one of the gold medal winners. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's How a, great is that? storied athlete. He's like, I've won gold. Listen, it's curling, people. Let's drink. Uh, now gets too drunk to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These guys love it. As drunk as they were, they still went seven ends. They only lost by a point. I wish I could play that good drunk. <laughs> I mean, come on. I like I'm that he was like, they almost won. They had seven ends. I'm like, what's a seven end? <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> so this is remarkable. We're not in Olympic season, right. yet we still seem to have... Right? Curling. We always well, assumed just because we didn't know that the, the curling wasn't a thing outside of the Olympics. But I, I didn't know they do it outside at all. Do they have a league? Apparently they have leagues. They have world championships. Oh, they must. There must be a way you have to qualify sure. to, to play at a higher level. So, yeah, I mean, I think you I think you, you nailed it, Kevin. If more curlers were drunk, more of us would watch curling. <laughs> Absolutely. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Right now... The return of the Fitz dog, ladies and gentlemen. Our friend Greg Fitzsimmons is back on K-Rock. Yes. How is it I have a 16-year-old that I can't even pay to wash the windows in my house? (laughs) Yeah, it's odd. It's odd that there's somebody that's that accomplished at 16. That's crazy. I was. When I was 16, I was where I don't know what it was. I was like a young Cornelius Vanderbilt. (laughs) I was hustling. That's a great reference. (laughs) I was hustling. I would go out. And I would. Ra- I grew up in New York, so in the fall I would rake leaves, mm-hmm. and they would. And I would have people pay me by the bag, and I remember I used to get really fifty cents a bag. But then I would take the bags, and I would put like a couple handfuls of leaves, and I'd blow it up with air, and then I'd just seal it. Nice. Whoa. And then and I'd they put it all know. by their curb, and then the wind would kick up later. I hope and that, they'd, all, yeah. they'd all go rolling down the street like tumbleweeds. <laughs> I hope the statute of limitations is up because that seems illegal. Yeah, Doctor Schaefer is uh, going to come after. Did me. you ever yeah. go uh, to somebody's house and do that first, and then go, "You owe me"? And they were like, "I don't even. We didn't ask you to do that." Oh, I see. The mafia yeah. technique. <laughs> yeah, I did you a favor. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, um, then sh- and then we'd shovel snow in the winter, 
and then I would caddy. Look at you. In the spring. Wow. I mean, this when I was like 13 years old, 14 years old. Well, wow. you're still working pretty hard. I mean, you yes. would, somehow you your family instilled a work ethic in you that continues to this day because you're very busy now, even with a bunch of shows and podcasts and everything and live appearances and everything else you do. You know, I saw an article the other day, and it's an, it's it runs frequently about how young people don't have jobs anymore. Yeah, and, and I don't want this to turn into a get off my lawn type of thing, but like you, you rarely see teenagers working at McDonald's anymore because it's beneath them. They don't want to work at McDonald's. I'm not going to do fast food, so they end up hiring adults for those jobs, right? And I just remember when I was a teenager, I had four jobs at one time. Yeah, when I was a teenager, I mean, right. I was hustling like you were. I had a, I had a job um, cleaning the church on Saturday nights, for instance. You, just, did you go just, on the collection money? No, just to set up <laughs> to set question. up the, the chairs and everything like that for Sunday school and everything the next morning, you know, and mopping all the rooms yeah. and all the floors. I mean, that's the kind of job. And I worked at a drugstore, and I had another job where I was, you know, babysitting. I just had Selling all these Selling crack jobs. on the corner? I know. I so as a teenager, you had access to drugs and commu- communal wine. <laughs> I did. <laughs> now you're making me feel like I wasted that time. <laughs> um, what do you do with your time off, Greg, when it happens? What, like, what's your relaxation? Are you a lay-on-the-beach guy? Uh, you know, I live in Venice Beach, so I actually go to the beach a lot. We go down there, and uh, we play paddle tennis, which is like it's like a tennis court that's half the size of a normal tennis court. And then you pop the tennis ball, and you play with these small wooden paddles. And uh, and we, we'll play against—it's all these locals. They're like—they're not— Homeless per se, <laughs> but they will play paddle tennis and then shower at the outdoor showers by the beach, and they seem to be there twelve to fourteen hours a day. Okay. And that's they just all enjoy they, the outdoors. They enjoy the outdoors. <laughs> that's a nicer word for homeless people. Are they really people. good at it? They're amazing. Yeah, at it. you can't I would think beat so them. because yeah. they're there all the time doing it. Yeah, and they hustle by giving lessons, and then they sell paddles out of the trunks oh, of their cars. Oh, man, okay. look at yeah. that. It's a real hustle, yeah. Yeah. And they, and they have no idea that you're a famous uh, podcaster, actor, writer, all that, right? Well, that's the problem is most people don't. So when you say okay. famous, <laughs> like a, a very few people know I'm famous. <laughs> I think we're all just silent because, I, I mean, I know who you are. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to work my way through that sentence. <laughs> no, you know what it is, is I'm not famous, but I'm well-known, and I'd rather be well-known than famous. Like, being famous is like, you know, getting strangers putting you in a headlock to take a selfie. That's <laughs> yeah. not what I get. Here's what I get. Like, every other day I'll be walking down the street, and then somebody will walk towards me, and they'll look at me, and they'll squint and then they'll just look away and shake their head. That's it. So That's you perfect. think do they recognize you from something but can't place it or do they know who you are? That's they... what it is. They it's a vague like didn't I see him for 13 seconds on Best Week Ever a decade ago? <laughs> <laughs> and then when, and then I was in uh I was at JFK a few weeks ago at the at the JetBlue terminal waiting for my flight and uh and this all of a sudden this like chunky nerdy guy's all out of breath and he comes running up to me and he goes he goes there you are, Greg Fitzsimmons. And I go, what wow. do you mean, there I am? And he goes, I knew you were nearby because I was looking for Wi-Fi on my phone and under personal hotspots, it said Greg Fitzsimmons That's iPhone. Awesome. So I knew you were in the area and I looked everywhere and there you are. And I went, get the hell away from me. And I burned the phone. I burned That's it. Fantastic. Like Jack Bauer. Have you ever um, sent pictures to everybody's iPhone that shows up on your? Oh, you on can yours? do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. They have to accept it or not. But no you can... way. 
Yay! You can and, send them a picture. And by the way, they still see the picture while they're deciding right. to accept or decline. So. Right. Kevin, Kevin, are you airdropping pictures of your junk? I'm what are just you doing? Saying, mm-hmm. I'm just saying the pictures aren't that big. Yeah. No, but, but it's good. I, I like, uh, you know, it's like I've been doing this for, this is my 30th year doing wow. uh, the, the comedy thing. Why aren't you better at it? <laughs> Look, we all can't go up at the uh, April Fool's <laughs> show and kill like Elijah Schlesinger. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I and, feel like uh, I've let the air out of the room. I'm yeah, so way to sorry, go, Greg. It was but, just a joke. You know, and uh, and I still have friends back at home in New York, and they're like, so you still still out there in Hollywood trying to get that break, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, get a break. I own a home in Venice. I've got a wife and a kid, two kids. I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have to adjust I drive that. A, I drive a Prius. I'm dead inside. <laughs> uh, Greg Fitzsimmons is doing fine, by the way. He's going to be at the Brea Improv with three shows this weekend. Look, you got people in town for the holiday. They need a little something to do. How about Friday night, 7.30, Saturday night, 7 p.m., Sunday night, 7 p.m.? Brea Improv. It's improv.com slash Brea to get your tickets. Um, we got to take a quick break, Greg. When we come back, we want to talk about, among other things, yet another new podcast from you. Yes. You know something about raising kids, apparently. Yes, I have. Uh, I've studied them uh, very closely for about 17 years now. <laughs> and I'm fascinated by this. And I know we'll talk about it when we come back. But because most people do the best they can raising kids, but they're really making it up as they go along. And they certainly don't think I know enough to teach somebody else how to do it. Right. Well, I think my limited experience. Are we going to talk about it after the break? Or yeah, are we, we are. talking about it now? All right, good. This is a I tease. I mean, he insulted you in the tease, but then we need <laughs> yeah. to take a break. Right. Well, it was a double answer. First, it was. it was my stand-up comedy. Right. Now it's my parenting skills. Right. <laughs> Not many people think they know what they're doing. <laughs> when Hold we come on, back, we'll take yeah. a break. <laughs> we come back. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, let's try not to insult our guest, Greg Fitzsimmons. Oh, says the guy that's insulting our guest. Wow. I mean, all I try to do is build up my self-esteem before I come in here. I know know you're going to suck it out like Greg, we love you. We love you. You know that. No, I know. He is uh, one of our favorite stand-up comedians, actor, writer, radio host, and podcaster. You can hear him on Howard 101 on Sirius XM with the Fitz Dog Show. And, of course, he's got a new podcast called Childish. With friend of the show, Allison Rosen. Now, I'm very surprised to see you're adding something else to your plate, but what's going on with this one, Greg? Well, it's, uh, you know, Allison and I got to know each other from doing each other's podcasts a lot over the years. She's just one of those people that it's just so effortless to have her on, and we'd have, we share the same dark sense of humor, and especially now that she has a kid about parenting. So I said, why don't I teach you how to parent on a podcast? Because <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing after having two teenagers. Right. And she's got a two-year-old and, a, and one on the way, one in the belly. And so it's called Childish. And we take, we take a lot of, like, you know, uh, questions from listeners. and uh, What and type we... of question? Well, one question was, what's the strangest thing that's happened to you physically since you got pregnant? <laughs> And she talked about that she gets pregnancy orgasms in her sleep. She wakes up orgasming. Go on. From being pregnant. <laughs> I, like, I feel like that's best case scenario. Yeah. You know, and as a Catholic, it's like you're not supposed to have orgasms. You know, you've already you've already gotten pregnant. Mission accomplished. Yeah. You don't even have to have sex again yeah. until the next time you right. want a child. Right. Right. So she wakes up and and it's like having it's like having a wet dream for a guy. 
And uh, and she I said, have never heard of that. That's the dream scenario, though, because you hear people like, "Oh, I get diarrhea all the time," or like something disgusting. This <laughs> yeah. is the opposite. Throw up a lot. Right. Yeah, this is a dream. Yeah, it's a dream, and uh, and you know, and I think that she's having sex with her husband more now that she's pregnant because she's all horned up now. <laughs> from yeah, so that's the kind of thing we get into, or or you know, me just talking about raising my kids, and and it being like. Um, you know, to me, it's just about like we're past training them, and now we're just corralling them. Right, Once sure. they're teenagers, yeah, it's yeah. just keep them out of prayer. Or Chris Rock, they keep them off the pole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and so uh, yeah. So my my son had uh, I come home one day, and the dog has vomited on the carpet. So I'm like, great. So I'm, I'm cleaning it up. I got a sponge and I can smell the vomit and it mm. smells like chocolate. And I'm like, how did he get chocolate? And then I smell a second wave of, of an aroma and it's marijuana. <laughs> and I think he ate a pot brownie or a, a chocolate bar or something. And mm-hmm. then I find the wrapper and it was a marijuana candy bar and that my son must have left it in a backpack in the bottom of his closet. Mm, and my dog it. weighs about nine pounds, <laughs> and he's eaten an entire chocolate bar. Oh, And man. he's under the bed, and his head is shifting back and forth, like I Dream of Jeannie, and he's got saliva all over his chest, and he's under the bed and won't come out. So I pull him out, and we gotta take him to the doctor and uh, pump his stomach, oh, and put my charcoal God. in his stomach, and IV drip. And I call him at school, and I'm like, "How big was that chocolate bar? How much was in it?" And he was like, "It was the whole thing." Oh no. man! And and so the dog was high for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so that's uh, so good being times. a parent is a lot of fun. It is because you you never like I just don't want them to get rebellious. So my whole thing about parenting is how do I address the situation, communicate about it, and not become this horrible authority figure that they then eat more pot cookies because I was such an, you know. Sure. I mean, yeah, but you, you should draw the line at your pet having. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no, but, then, but then if he reacts in like, like an angry way, then it's, it doesn't teach them anything. Like you don't, it, they're just afraid of you at that point. And then, right. they, and then they rebel against that. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what we did was the, the bill for the whole thing was $800, oh. which first of all, I wanted to ask, how much does it cost to put them to sleep? Because I do not, Craig. I'm not fond of this dog to begin with. And so it's like resuscitating a family member that's like, this is a big will. And uh, and so I said, we took it out of his allowance over the course of What is his allowance? The dog gets oh, an allowance? <laughs> it's like, what, is, what is his weekly allowance? It was like a, it was like a two year. Okay, good. You know, well, well, his allowance includes like Uber rides, movie tickets, yeah. any food. So we give, I think we give him a hundred bucks a month. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So eight months, he'll be out of it. So we took, we, so we took 50 bucks a month out of it okay, for still like some. a year. And He's whatever. not going to be living penniless, <laughs> selling paddles in Venice Beach. Having to rake leaves and shovel driveways. <laughs> I, it's so interesting, Greg. And I mean, it's the most universal thing in the world because most people raise children. Most people have children. It's threading a needle, isn't it? It's just every single minute of the day you're trying to make a decision that's the right thing for your kid to yes. get them to set them on the right path and also to keep the peace at home and everything. And and you know, Kevin talked about this a lot when his kids were young, is that you think your parents knew what they were talking about because they're your parents and you just assume yeah. they're smarter than you. I talked to my yeah. mom about that. I was like, Did you have answers? Because I yeah. don't and it right. sure seems like you did. She's like, it, No. 
And yeah. she said the same thing, which is that you, you're you just winging it. There's nothing more important in the world that you have to just wing for 20 years. For 20 years. And you try to read books and you always read the first 12 pages. And then it, <laughs> we have like a whole bookshelf that's filled with books that we've read 12 pages of. And it's like one of them is about ADHD. And it's like, well, that's a pretty good sign that you got it from your dad. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't finish a book about it. Um, but and, and the amount of time you meet, there's like these crises meetings every night. Like I'll come home and my wife will tell me what today's crisis, crisis is. Meeting. Sure. Okay. What, we're, yeah. what problem we're going to have to solve. Right. How we address it. Who's going to address it. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. And so um, so my my this was one we uh, on Halloween. Uh, about my daughter's 15 now. I think this was probably three years ago. She was 12 years old. And we go down to the canals in Venice, which is like a paradise on Halloween. It's all like, it's all these like set designers from Hollywood have got like dry ice and zip lines with goblins on them. And like every house is amazing. And so we go to this family's house and they've made like a turkey chili and all the parents are hanging out and there's, there's cider and we're like, this is the perfect Halloween. 20 minutes later, we want to go to Santa Monica. We got friends in Santa Monica, all these 12-year-old girls. I'm like, no, we're here. We're dug in. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to trick-or-treat more. So they trick-or-treat more. And then we get a call from another parent saying, you know your daughter and her friends are all here in Santa Monica, right? <laughs> they, had, they had gotten an Uber at 12 Oh, Five gosh. of them piled in. First of all, who's this driver? <laughs> <laughs> and so we had to drive to Santa Monica on Halloween where it's like they're all in costumes and we're trying to find our kids in and costumes. Half a million people. Half a million kids. And uh, and they knew they were busted. We found them and they all started crying because they knew that how was bad. fake crying, dude. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like you said, you're in the wrangling phase right now. Yeah. The uh, podcast is called Childish, co-hosted with Allison Rosen, available on iTunes. Uh, once a week? Is that what you're doing, Greg? Once a week. Starting last week. And the Brea Improv with three big shows this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Tickets on sale now at improv.com slash Brea. Greg Fitzsimmons is one of our favorites. Uh, since you're here, Greg, you're ready for 60 seconds with. Kevin is going to fire questions as fast as he can at you for 60 full seconds. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Now, we did this before, and so um, I have written out questions of uh, topics that we've been discussing on the show. Okay. So that we can uh, get your take on it. Here we go. 60 seconds with Greg Fitzsimmons. Candy corn, yes, or I'm not an animal? Love it. I can't go on. He's my hero. Turkey He's my for, hero. Turkey for Thanksgiving, yes or no? Of course. Mm-hmm. Mustaches, great in real life or only in porn? Only in gay porn. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been suspended from Twitter and had your verification revoked? It took me three years to get verified, so I cherish it and I will never... uh, That happened to me a week ago. Um, Do you ever go to jury duty or do you avoid it like the plague? Avoid it like the plague and uh, I I can tell you great stories about excuses I've made about being racist. Next time. (laughs) (laughs) If nobody ever found out, would you have sex with a sex robot? I have I yes. <laughs> How soon is too soon to start decorating for Christmas? Uh, Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving. If you had the power, what food would you ban from the earth? Uh, bananas. Bananas. Hmm. It just it feel I feel gay when people watch me. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. 
Smashing Pumpkins, 30 Seconds to Mars, Third Eye Blind, Greta Van Fleet, Bad Religion, AFI, The Interrupters, AJR, and Bad Flower. That is a uh, hell of a lineup right there, by the way. And it's going to be night number one of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas 2018, Saturday, December 8th at the Forum. Still some tickets available through Ticketmaster, or you can win them right now with a game that we like to call We Wish You a Merry Castmas. We wish you a Merry Cast. 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 Pair of tickets to K Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas Night One with JBL Speaker. It's pretty so good. Omar's on vacation, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we said uh, in the in the cell, Jensen, that we were looking for fans of Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. How does We Wish You a Merry Castmas work, please? Uh, well, basically, I'm going to read you some cast members of a Christmas movie, ones that I think are classic. Then you're going to tell me the movie that all of those cast members are in. And you're not oh. doing any, any of the minor characters. These are all major characters from the movies. Yeah, all, right. all major. I would say top ten in the uh, IMDb list. We wish you a merry cast. Okay, that's fine. Who's our first contestant, please? Hazel. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin Bean and Allie. How are you? Well, all right. <laughs> um, get it right and go into the drawing to win the tickets. Listen up. Jensen is going to give you cast members. All you have to do is tell us the name of the movie. Here we go. Thank you, Jensen. All right. Will Ferrell, Bob Newhart, Zoe Deschanel, Peter Dinklage, Kyle Gass. Elf. Elf is correct. Put her in. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. I need classic. to watch that immediately. Yes. Agreed. Classic. Uh, let's go to Sarah in Stanton. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Hey, Sarah. Uh, here we go. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Juliette Lewis, Randy Quaid, Doris Roberts. Christmas vacation. Yes. Nicely done. Two for two. Merry Christmas! <laughs> That's a great clip. Arguably the best Christmas movie, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Uh, as long as we agree that we can argue about it, yes. Yeah. Uh, Richard in Corona, hi. Hi, good morning, party people. Morning. All right, here we go. Jim Carrey, Jeffrey Tambor, Molly Shannon, Clint Howard, and a dog named Kelly. Oh, my gosh. This is totally. I mean, Jim Carrey should be all you need, honestly. Well, is that the Grinch? It is the Grinch. Yes. Wow. We'll Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. All right. Three yeah. for three. Looking good, you guys. All right. Let's go to uh, Ryan in Los Angeles. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? We are good. Uh, here we go, Ryan. Good. Tim Bye. Allen. Judge Reinhold, David Krumholtz, Wendy Krusen, and Peter Boyle. Uh, is that the Santa Claus? Yes, it is. Your father this year. Well, thank you very much. You've grown, too. You're a very good girl this year. But I want you to go back to sleep, okay? That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good, good clip pool. <laughs> I'll see you in your nightmares, kid. We are playing uh, for a pair of tickets for night one of the K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas and a GBL Extreme 2 speaker system. The game is Christmas Movies. Who's our next contestant? Cast. I'm sorry. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, Jennifer and Whittier. Hi. Hi. Oh, hello. Here we go. Hugh Grant, Colin Firth, Emma Thompson, Liam Neeson, Kira Knightley. Love, actually. Look at you. That's right. 
Hi. Who is it? It's carol singers. Well, give them a quit and tell them to bugger off. Arguably the greatest Christmas movie ever, by the way. Well, Take it easy. Let's argue. Uh, let's go to uh, Tanya and Whittier. Hi. Hi, Kevin and Bean. Hi. Love you guys. Thank you. Another Whittier person. Let's see how we go. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Lauren Graham, Tony Cox, John Ritter, Bernie Mac. Oh, God. Um, a Christmas story? Oh. No, that is Bad Santa from 2003. Billy Bob Thornton, it's, Bad it's Santa. Not just swearing. Forgive me for prying, but did one of you um, fornicate? Fornicate? Yes, with a heavy set woman in the big and tall dressing room. Look, I've boned a lot of fat chicks in my time, sure, but uh, as far as I can recall, I've never fornicated anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do one more so we can go out on a win. How about it? All right. All right. Rachel in Monterey Park, hi. All right, Rachel. Here we go. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Rita Wilson, Phil Hartman, Jim Belushi, and Lorraine Newman. Jingle all the way. There it is. Nicely done. Yes, I'm trying to find a gentleman doll. Me too, me too. Do you have any more in the back? (laughs) What? What's he laughing? (laughs) These these guys are looking for a turbo man? A gentleman doll, yes. That could yeah. also be a horror movie. <laughs> it could. Yeah. By the way, that, you guys elected him as governor. I just want to remind you. <laughs> All right. We had a lot of winners. A lot of folks know their Christmas movies. Uh, is it going to be Hazel, Sarah, Richard, Ryan, Jennifer, or Rachel? Who is going to be the winner of We Wish You a Merry Christmas and attend night one of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Coos Christmas 2018, please? Uh, the winner is Sarah. Sarah. Congrats, Sarah. Oh, my God. That's you... awesome. I'm so thrilled. Enjoy the show, and thanks for playing the game. Cast. Pair of tickets to K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas Night 1 with JBL Speaker. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. For the Rams. Golf. Plenty of time. Walks it to the end zone. And touchdown, Robert Woods. Second and goal. Part of the end zone. Josh Reynolds. Taken down, ball is loose, picked up, Ebucom returns it for the score. Third and goal. Goff. Oh. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goff. Oh, my, Ebucom. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kevin. As he tries to work his way I can't hear you. his second touchdown of the night. We, we get off at 10. We got to snap it. I can't. Third and goal. Here comes Ford to the end zone, and it is caught by Everett. You know, uh, what's funny is uh, yesterday afternoon, Kevin predicted on Twitter, or at least joked about, wouldn't it be funny if the game ended up being Rams 3, Chiefs 2? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think we missed. Because we pa- everybody, was, that. everybody was saying it was going to be what it was, yeah. uh-huh. which of course is absurd, and it was even better than that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. A hell of a win for the Los Angeles Rams. By the way, the fact that you can give up over 50 points and still get a win <laughs> is a miracle. Highest score. What was it? The highest scoring Monday night football game ever? Or the ever. highest scoring football game ever? Uh, it's not the highest scoring football game, but Monday night Just football. Monday night, yeah. 
amazing, amazing. Let's hope we see those two teams back together in the Super Bowl in a few months. All right. Uh, Allie's out this week. Jensen's in. It means it's time for What's Happening. And then, right after 8, we're very excited, making her first visit to the Kevin and Bean Show, Billie Eilish will be here. Jensen, I mean, take I, it away. I'm fearful of the of the girl. She's Are you? 16. She, yeah. I've seen her put a spider in her mouth and then yeah. let it crawl out. <laughs> what about true. that? I'm scared of what I don't understand. <laughs> uh, last September, when Lena Dunham and Ben Lee announced their live show, Champagne Super Analysis, I was rather confused. Uh, it was said to be a deep dive breakdown of the relationship between Oasis real life brothers Liam and Noel Gallagher, and I didn't see the connection there. You didn't see the connection. Well, Lena Dunham and Ben Lee is talking about Oasis? Who cares? Well, it happened last night at Largo in L.A., and it sounds like quite a special extravaganza. Here are some of the people who participated in the night as special guests. Ready? Spike Jones, Juliana Barwick, Angela Trimber, Ioni Skye, Taylor Locke, Retta, Lisa Loeb, and a very special introduction from, believe it or not, Brad Pitt. What? Just what there. Is this, uh, what is this event? This is like them standing around talking about like a like a live podcast about their feelings on the relationship between the brothers Gallagher. Okay. Yeah. None of that makes sense. It well, it shouldn't because <laughs> it was a benefit for Hollywood Food Coalition. It was a huge success, and people all over Twitter are, are kind of freaking out that Brad Pitt, who introduced the whole night by uh, ending with the sentence. Here we go. Let's do this. And then said the C word. Which oh. Is clearly a Oasis special. Mm-hmm. But yeah, weird night. Weird night. If you're going to Largo in LA, of all spaces, <laughs> exactly. you don't know what to predict. <laughs> Lena Dunham could do a show about Oasis and Brad Pitt could introduce it. Although I would bet against it. Well, <laughs> just you in never normal know. life, but it did happen. Coming from the guy who bet three to two on last night's football game. <laughs> I didn't actually bet but, that. All right. Well, now you're be, saying that. So be funny. I think you bet on it. Uh, okay. After bidding a uh, his uncle farewell in France and then allowing his cat to flood his home, we spoke about him yesterday, poor Malcolm in the middle, Frankie Munez, is turning his luck around. I know all you Munez heads went to bed last night <laughs> totally scared and tearful about what your favorite television star and Dancing with the Stars Jr.'s host is going through in his life. Well, here's the good news. Today, after a hectic week, news got out that he is engaged to his lady love, Paige Price. Paige shared the news on her Instagram account, writing, When you're a little girl, you dream of marrying the man of your... How funny would it be if it was you dream of marrying the guy from Malcolm in the Middle? Uh, The man of your dreams. You think of all these extravagant ways, from the way he's going to ask you to the dress you're going to wear to the music you're going to dance to with your father, and sometimes you have a tendency to overstep your dreams, and they really surprise you in the end. Frank Francesco Muniz the fourth, which I had no idea there were so many Francesco Muniz's before him. You're more than a dream to me. But this is good news. Sure. He's, he's had a string of tragedies, and now yeah. little Malcolm in the middle has turned it around. Good for him. I guess. Uh, last night, Jimmy Kimmel did his annual Red Benefit show. You guys know what this is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he does sort of a telethon of sorts where he raises money for AIDS awareness. And last night's show was awesome. One thing that I wanted to play a clip from, because the episode featured Chris Rock, Will Ferrell, uh, Mila Kunis, Channing Tatum, Kristen Bell, and a, and a lot of others. But the one thing that was very cool is uh, they had Bono, you may have heard of him from YouTube, sure. team up with Pharrell to cover the Bee Gees hit Staying Alive. Well, you're a brother, well, you're a mother, it's staying alive. Staying alive, feel the city breaking, everybody's shaking. Staying alive, staying alive, singing ah ah 
Staying alive, staying alive, singing ah, ah, Interesting. I'll, I'll allow it. But oh. didn't Bono tell us like four days ago he's going away? What, for like ever? Yeah, when they said that. No, not uh, forever. He just said they're. He taking said. Taking a break? Yeah. We've been on, yeah, we've been on the road for four years. It's time for us to go away. You know what? AIDS will make you do crazy things. I guess so. That's his red campaign, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's his. Yeah. He's the one that started it. Yeah. They have iPods and shoes. and That was pretty cool. That was cool. Also, a cool thing about these Kimmel nights is that they start to raise money by doing uh, raffles and auctions and stuff. If you went to CrowdRise.com right now, uh, there are so many experiences that you could enter to win, including hanging out with Drake, uh, which is what I'd like to do. (laughs) Hang with that guy in a secret location somewhere in the world. Go on a double date with Army and Elizabeth Hammer. Learn to curse with Penelope Cruz. That's mine. Seems insane. (laughs) And then the big one, Bono and Lady Gaga will write a song about you. They'll find out everything there is to know about you and then write your very own melody. It's amazing. That is amazing. It's incredible. Uh, but you can go to uh, crowdrise.com and, and enter to win those things. Sounds cool, right? All right. Sounds cool. Birthdays, rapper Future, comedian and pal of the show, Joel McHale, Eagle singer Joe Walsh, and Bean's favorite, Carly Rae Jepsen. Every time I see, I feel like he's standing on his chair dancing. Sure. That's what Bean does. Uh, Dirk's Bentley country singer and former Vice President Joe Biden. By the way, do you know the website? You know, I'm embarrassed. Do you know the website number? I, uh, you know, I should have it in front of me, and I don't. I'm, I'm, right. I'm actually embarrassed. I'm going to call your no, office directly, me, it, too, no, and get it, it later. It, 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 it is recovery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that is what's happening. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Night number two of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Kiss Christmas is coming up on Sunday, December 9th at the Forum with your Florence and the Machine and your Death Cab for Cutie, your Bastille, your Mike Shinoda, and all the rest. Oh, and how about Billie Eilish? She joins us in studio right. here on the Kevin okay. Show right now. Okay. Billy. Here I am. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? We're great. We're so happy to see you. Very excited for the show coming up. You have been traveling the world so much in the last couple of years. What's it like to kind of be at home now? It's weird. It's really <laughs> weird. I'm like fooled that I'm actually done, but I'm not done at all. So yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's great. Does it feel like <laughs> you should be doing more every day just because you, um, life on the road? I am doing more every day. You so are? Okay. It's it feels like it should feel I feel like maybe <laughs> I don't know but I'm really happy being able to sleep in my own bed oh sure oh, I bet. so yeah. um, that's great and three, going to my uh, own bathroom and three uh, sh- that's what you do in the bathroom <laughs> three uh, <laughs> sold out shows at the Fonda Theater tonight Wednesday and Thursday how about um, friends and family is everybody like dying to see you when you come through <laughs> Southern California dude it's it's in, you know what though here's what's weird is like when I'm gone it's like, Billy, come home. Billy, come home. I want to see you. I got to see you. I miss you. you. Yeah, I miss you. When, when you're back, like, we're, I'm picking you up. And then I come home, and then I'm like, I'm home, and they're like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So They're less excited when you're they back? Don't, they don't care. When I leave, they're like, oh, my God, you left again? Like, why didn't we hang out? I'm like, because of you. Well, uh, <laughs> Billy, really quick, uh, just yeah. to let you know, you have terrible friends. Uh, true. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, no, those, no. Are, those are bad friends. No, no, no. Yeah. But the good ones, um, the good ones, uh, it, it does suck to be away from them. So, mm-hmm. um, 
And the thing is, like, when people are like, are you excited for your L.A. shows? It's like, I'm, I don't even care about the show, but to be honest, when I think about it, I just, that's the only time I get to see any of my friends because yeah. I can't see them at any other point. And the only chance I get to see them is the two hours in my green room before my show. So I'm, I'm hyped for that. You uh, you travel with your uh, your mom, but you probably don't get to see you know brothers and sisters and whatnot. Uh, you wrong, actually. I really, would, you would assume, right? Yeah. But um, no, it's uh, I, I travel with my mom and my dad and my oh, brother. Writes, family affair. Uh, he yeah, he he performs with me and we write everything together and he produces my stuff. So it's like. It's a whole family event. And that's our whole family, so it's not like anybody's left out. I feel like uh, I would fight a lot with my brothers if we worked together. You're right. (laughs) I like to think there's one other Eilish who's just like an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Just like at home, like, I didn't get that gene. (laughs) Super bummer. That would be a super bummer. Yeah. No, Um, no, none of that. Billy, true or false, you can now drive legally in the state of California. Uh, legally with a an adult 25 years or over with my mm-hmm. permit. Mm-hmm. And, and how's um, that going? Is it terrifying or do you love it? I'm upset. Dude, I love driving. Honestly, you know, it's weird. Like on the on this because we just were, got back from this like month long tour, mm-hmm. even though we've been touring like nonstop sort of nonstop, but also here and there kind of since like mm, a year, a little bit over a year ago. Mm-hmm. But we just got back from this like sort of month long US tour. And so we got back like a couple of days ago, but every single night on the bus, I had a dream about driving. It wasn't. It wasn't an interesting dream. <laughs> it wasn't even. I wasn't even doing anything. So cool. no follow up questions on that. No, okay. I dead ass was just driving, just driving around streets. Just going down Tampa. Just really random yeah. like stop signs, stop yeah. lights. Turning on DeSoto. Uh, <laughs> facts. Passing a bank. It's really weird. I just like my body was like missed it. So I, yeah. So I love driving. And uh, LA will beat that out of you though. You're right. Okay. I've heard. Yeah. You're right. Well, you, but you, you, one day you should drive the bus. I, no. Oh, never mind. Hell no. <laughs> Dude, I'd rather die. Honestly, like my mom. Your See, mom's the bus driver? No, 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 oh. no. Like, what are, what are you, no, a no, 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 no. No, but what I'm saying is that I like I'm obsessed with driving, right? But I I've also always been like a car head. So like, oh, like you're speaking my language. So, you're a car head. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I really am. So like when I was like eight, I went to the auto show. I like I've known what kind of car I've wanted my whole life. And then like my parents have like you know, minivan. A parent right. car. Really, a parent's car, yeah. The ugliest thing I've ever stepped foot in. <laughs> And uh, my dad has a, a Mazda 5, which I like more, right. but the minivan, I hate it. And also, it's so thick. Like, what do I don't you want? want? What, is your, what is the car you want? What is the car you've wanted since you were a kid? Well, Please so, be a Miata. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. When I was younger, I wanted a like baby, like bright blue Mustang convertible. Awesome. Oh, nice. But then I kind of grew out of that, and for like years now, I've wanted like a matte black Dodge Challenger. Also oh. cool. But also a Lamborghini, though. I'm, I'm noticing. And then uh, also know, muscle cars. You like muscle cars? Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. And like I like the thin ones. Like I like when they're low to the ground and thin. To, because thin I cars. I hate. Like I don't know. I'm like describing them like people describe girls sometimes. Like right. mm-hmm. I don't want a thick car. I want like a 
like a curvy one, you know, but like like thin curvy though. I don't want too much going on. But like, so your first house, when you buy your first house, it's gonna have parking for like twelve. Oh cars. no, one yeah. dude, twelve, 12 gar- bro. I'm gonna turn into Twenty One Savage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the rest of my life. Exactly. Um, Billy Eilish in studio with us here on the Kevin and Show. By the way, we're talking about among other things the upcoming Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. She'll be performing on night two. We have a bunch of questions about the music. We're gonna get to in a minute, but I have to. This is one more teenage question I have to ask. So. You have? Are you done with school already, or are you still homeschooling? Uh, well, or are you faking homeschooling? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never been to school, so there's a little fact. Okay. Never, never was at school, so I never had to quit school. Um, but I graduated like last year, like the what? beginning of last year. But I just like you're like Doogie Howser. Uh, you graduate? Oh. <laughs> Doesn't know who Doogie Howser is. What do you know your audience? Damn, Jensen? you got ice. Let's see it. <laughs> Ooh. You have 43 rings on. I do. And I have <laughs> 17 four, watches. Five, five watches. watches on. I have None one necklace, it. and you're like, that's cool, man. But <laughs> it's like the most pity that's cool, man, you've ever given. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. But, so you did homeschool, though. <laughs> Obviously, you had to know, you had to at least take a test at some point in your life to get a graduation certificate, right? I mean, your parents are janky if that didn't happen, <laughs> right? Billy, do you My, know anything about anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's. I mean, she seem. You seem. You seem with it. You're smart. I'm. I'm Agreed. S- sure. Yeah. And also, like, I don't. My the things that I need to do in my life don't have to do with. But that's what I said when I was math. your age, and everybody said you still have to go to school and graduate. Yeah, but you don't though. <laughs> okay, you'd be surprised how much biology still comes up in my radio career every day. I'm yeah, like, but what's an element? What, I mean, it comes up all the time. I don't have a radio career. No, no, you're so lucky. It's different though. You're better off. You don't like waking up at four fifteen every morning. No, I'm good. I'm all really, right. I'm good oh. here. But see no, if yeah, see if I, you can pick I up that Dodge Challenger after all. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated last year. Took this thing called the chess beer or whatever. So it it was like a, a graduation, you know, sort okay. of. Sort of, but there was no celebration. There was no anything. I just no was prom. Like, my parents just signed something and then it happened. At 15, you graduated. Yes. That's you, you might as well be graduated from college too, then, while you're at it. I mean, if you're just I, making stuff up. Yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> Facts. But I All never, right. you know what? Whatever. She went, to, she went to Seton Hall. She graduated Seton Hall. Congratulations, Billie Eilish. <laughs> See, no one's going to ask you to second guess it. Three uh, sold out shows at the Fonda Theater. That's a Amazing, by the way. I mean, Thank I know you. hometown Incredible. shows are special for any artist, but I mean, just to go back and see your people out there screaming for you three uh, nights in a row is amazing. Yeah, it's so sick. I'm so and, excited. and then in a couple of weeks, of course, the Kirak Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. Billy Eilish is here. This is very fun for us. We're so happy to see you. We got a lot of questions still remaining right mm-hmm. after this with Billy on Kirak. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Kirak. Billy Eilish in studio with us now on the Kevin Bean Show with one and a half. Billion streams of her music on the internet, over 7 million Instagram followers. Yet she's carving out some time for the Kevin and Bean show, you guys. How about That's very that? nice. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, um, thank you in advance, by the way. I know we'll see you on the night, but thank you so much for doing the uh, K-Rock uh, Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas show. Have you done, the, of course, you've done festivals and whatnot. Have you yeah. done any of these radio shows before where you're on with like, you know, 10 other bands that night? Uh, have I? I don't Are I, they all just one really show know, at this point honestly. to you? Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I, um, if I'm honest, <laughs> be honest. this is the almost acoustic Christmas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somebody like a week ago was like, okay, can you do liners? And I was like, sure. Cause I do that a lot. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Say, but Hey, this is Billie Eilish. I'm super excited to do this thing. I didn't even know I was going to do. <laughs> right. And so they're like, okay, so, so it says Billie Eilish from 
super excited to play Almost Acoustic Christmas. I was like, what the f*** is that? <laughs> and I still don't know what it is, but I'm hyped, though. So as long as you're hyped. And I have no idea what it is. You're going to play for the Los Angeles Clippers. It's three games, just a small home run. I don't yeah. think that's true. Yeah, no, that is what it is. Okay. No, but thank you for having me. I actually am... <laughs> you guys are cool, so I'm like, it's good. Okay. We're all going to have a great time. But We're I mean, like I said, you, you've done so many you know, festivals. I mean, when you do Lollapalooza and stuff like that, it's, yeah, the, yeah. Same, it's the same sort of energy, same sort of vibe. And, and I know that you love, you know, I know that you love all kinds of music, but I, you've mentioned in the past you love like Green Day and Chili Peppers and Mike Hammond. Mm-hmm. Bands like that have done have done these shows, too. I mean, it's a real fun environment. You'll enjoy She's it. She's already on the bill, Bean. I know. I'm not trying to sign <laughs> her up, right? I'm just saying. We want her to do both nights. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Billy, what about, and you're an artist that, uh, I can't, I couldn't ask this question of a ton of the musicians that come through here. Oh, very nice. Yep. What about, <laughs> that was pretty what, sweet. What about how quickly your fans started covering your music and uploading it online? Did that freak uh, you out at first? It, it all freaked me out. Everything did. Just like, it's, it's weird. What? Do you even, like, I. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's I, really weird. And especially like when they cover like even now if I if I do a live stream let's say mm-hmm. or like I accidentally post like a some video or I do a live stream of some unreleased song and like I don't post it. I just it's there for 2 seconds and then it's gone. Like right. there are covers of a song that I haven't released. I haven't even posted about and then there's like a whole cover online. It's so That seems highly illegal. I mean, but it's cool, though. But it's, you, all, it's all love, so. I've heard you talk about how it's sort of difficult to get your head around, and there's no rule book for <laughs> yeah. this kind of attention. Who who would know what to do in this situation? Only other people that are in that situation, I would yeah. assume, yeah, and probably even, not at the beginning. Yeah, I don't even know if, if like, the Maybe. biggest people know what they're doing. It's just Bono. You, yeah, it's just you and Frankie Muniz from Malcolm in the Middle. Again, not it. a good reference for a 16-year-old. What is that he had it really hard when he was a kid. <laughs> from Malcolm in the Middle. I don't... <laughs> um, the, fan, the fan connection, though, is something that most artists have to work so hard to build, yeah. and... There's something about you and your style and your music, though, that made it happen almost overnight. And I'm just—I know that the, it's an intangible. It's tough to describe how it happened. Yeah. But what's it? What's it feel like to have all that in the room with you? It's—it's it's so much love, dude. It's honestly, and and I talk about it a lot, which is that I just feel like I want to—I want to be as much, uh, like as reachable as I can for mm-hmm. them. You know, like as as equal because nobody's on a a higher pedestal. I'm not higher than they are. They're not higher than I am. We're all on the same level and we're all the same age. That's what's so in- like that's what's so real about it, you know, because and even the idea of paid meet and greets like I don't I don't like that idea because it's like that that all automatically puts me on a different level and I don't want that. I get that that's how it has to be, you know, sort of sometimes, but yeah. it's like I don't know. I you just, don't, just that doesn't come from you at all. It no, it doesn't. It really doesn't and I just try to be as like as as their person as possible. You know, I want to be there. I don't want to be like you stand there and then you, you wait, you know, and then you go and you stand next to them and take a picture and you don't touch them and you right. can't talk to them and you just walk away. I'm not like a toy. I'm not a doll. I'm like a human being. And I got, yeah. and I'm you squishy. I'm squishy. You got to take a, you got to hug me, bro. <laughs> it's a very creepy, meet and greets are creepy. They are creepy yeah. as hell. Yeah. They're, <laughs> They're creepy. Like I, I on the first tour I ever went on, which was like a year ago, which is not even long ago at all. Um, it was like pretty small venues or whatever. There was no meet and greet, but it but it wasn't like there was no meet and greet. It was literally that I would do the show and then I would just go into the audience mm-hmm. afterwards. <laughs> I literally oh. go backstage, 
walk into the crowd and meet everybody there, have as, as long of conversations as I possibly could with everybody there, you know, talk to them. They would give me things, and I would just, you know, just listen to them because they're, they're, they're humans, you know? They're like people, and they, like... That, that doesn't happen with most artists. No, it really doesn't. And and people lie about it happening. They're like, I love my fans. But if you say, <laughs> I love my fans, you don't, bitch. The f- <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Like, it's just, they're not fans. They, they're no, a no, fan you- of something, but they're not a, they're not fans. Like, it's, you know, it's like, it's like my family. It's like my little, my little babies. I don't know. Who, um, who do you feel about the way your fans forgive me, feel about you, mm. that you uh, would, you know, wait outside for to meet or whatever. See, here's the thing. Justin Bieber, right? <laughs> Obviously. But but anybody could say that, right? Because I feel like everybody had a Justin Bieber phase when they're like 12 or something. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so when I say that, it doesn't sound as as serious as it, it really was. And my mom is in the room and she can literally vouch for it, which is that when I was like 12, it wasn't, I was not a fan of him. I mm. was a, I was, it was... I was like, that was like my first love. Like that was the person I was in love with. In my head, he was in love with me. It of was course. like a relationship with a person. You know when you like you date somebody for a while and they're you, that's that's your partner, and yeah. then mm-hmm. you break up with them. And if you see a picture of them without really thinking, you automatically are like, oh, that's that person I was in a relationship with. That's how mm-hmm. you feel about Justin Bieber. That's how I feel about Justin. Billie Bieber. Eilish Feeler, might on. be psychotic, which is totally <laughs> fine. I'm just like, no, but feel is, or felt. This is still feel or felt. I'm not in a relationship with him. No, duh, I know. But it's you're like, the one that thought you were, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but <laughs> in the duh relationship, but we I'm might saying, be able to say I'm it to you. I'm saying that it, it wasn't like a weird. Thing no, totally time. not. Definitely like, not. Shut the <laughs> f- up. No, it was literally like a, it was like a longing. Like I would cry all the time just because he didn't know I existed. Have you met him yet? No, hell Bring no. him in. Justin Bieber, yeah, come on yeah, in. Hell no, you better not do that. Nobody, that is never happening. I don't, I don't even. And do you, know you what? not want to meet him? Honestly, no. Yeah. You're going to meet him. You're going to run into him. I don't like care. That. I don't want to meet him. I, he, you know what? Because he's had enough of me kind of people. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure. And I don't even, it's not, that's not me like pitying or whatever. Like he is happily married to Haley Bieber at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, <laughs> two days ago, I was in San Diego for the show. And Hannah, who's at my label, was like, yo, did you know that like Haley Baldwin changed her username to Haley Bieber? And I cried immediately. You cried. <laughs> it still hurts. It, I cried. I love Billy Eilish. I'm not soft. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a soft person, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I don't cry about things. Right. I really don't. Because I, your chance was over? What is I, I that, don't know what it, I Something about seeing Haley Bieber as yeah. her username somehow got to me, man. Because I used to call myself Billy Bieber. Like, yeah. like, That's a better that name. That's a better name. Low-key low key it is. <laughs> but not. here's the thing. There's no shade towards anybody. They... Mm. I. I love them together. It's fine. I'm not. I don't even want him. I don't want him at right, all. Of course. But I, I understand had where you're coming him from. Once I'm gonna play you something right now. <laughs> so pull another phone. I found right. this. Um, this is me sitting outside of Justin Bieber's house this, and recording <laughs> him secretly for three years yeah. of my life. This is a Watching video. Watching him throw eggs at the neighbor. This is a video of me at twelve. Okay. okay. Nobody's seen this. Okay. I love all this. Right. Yesterday. Wait. I have watched so many Justin Bieber. Things, I was like crying so hard. Cause like I'm worried that when I get a boyfriend, I won't want to be with him because 
I actually love Justin Bieber more. <laughs> that might be the best thing. <laughs> I, said, I didn't mean to cut it off. That I might said, be the best thing ever. I said I can't handle that. <laughs> and you know what? I was <laughs> right. Yeah, you I sound was right. soft. I was soft then, that's for sure. <laughs> we are going to uh, pick over. this session up uh, one week from today. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like we made some progress here, Billy. You are delightful. Uh, I'm so happy her. that you get a chance to be home for a few days. Have a wonderful time at the Fonda uh, shows, all right? I will. And please uh, be sure to say hi to us when we see you on December 9th at the Forum, okay? Of course. She's going to meet just... Justin Bieber, and you're going to remember oh, yeah. this interview, and she's going to murder him in front of everybody. <laughs> Give it up, everybody. Billy Eilish. Uh. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. My special request, you guys. Come on now, by who? Tis the season. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, oh, Thanksgiving. Turkey things are gonna happen. It's a season to be thankful. It's well done. Thanksgiving cooks outside my window. Thanksgiving cooks behind the tree. I wish the pilgrims could see, but I can't find them for the life of me. And it's Thanksgiving cooks outside my window plane. I don't think we've ever gotten this far in the song. I didn't know this part was on here. Because it's horrible. Stop playing it. Uh, It just feels like stuffing and cranberry sauce and turkey. I mean, it's time for... uh, It's an eight-minute club version. (laughs) We're one minute in now, by the way. Dance remix? I know, it feels like 15 minutes. This is the bat dance of Thanksgiving. Another great reference, Judson. Thank you. You are bringing it up today, man. <laughs> Thank bring you. Bring it up. Bad dance. Just getting ready for the holidays. <laughs> getting ready uh, for a dinner where people just stare at me and wonder how I have a career in comedy. <laughs> I'm wondering. Thank you. Um, we had, uh, you know, we had Halloween spooks and Thanksgiving spooks, and then Omar got on this tear where he did like one for Arbor Day, <laughs> and we did Memorial Day, and they it got was, worse as they went. Well, when we got to uh, Martin Luther King Day spooks, that's when we said, you know what? Maybe it's time. <laughs> maybe it's time to retire the bit. Not so. do that. Uh, anyway, it's good to hear Thanksgiving spooks again. Not yeah. really. 9.39, Jensen in for Ali McKay. Time for another look at what's happening here on this Tuesday. That's right. And before we get into the news, we are giving away tickets to see Amy Schumer at the Orpheum yeah! on December 5th. We have uh, three pairs. Uh, three winners will get those tickets. It's December 5th. Tickets are available now at LiveNation.com. Let's take callers 15, 16, and 17. Call now. 1-800-520-1067. I love you. That's the number. That's it. That's the number you're going to call. Uh, Let's get into the news. Rumors of a new hip-hop couple have been swirling for the past week, and I am rooting for them in a major way. What they do. (laughs) Good timing. It all began when Jaden Smith, or as I like to call him, the greatest karate kid, said during a concert that fellow performer Tyler, the creator, is my quote-unquote effing boyfriend. I was not aware of that. Uh, Tyler doesn't want to say it, he said, but Tyler, yes, he's my mother effing boyfriend. Smith did appear to be laughing when he said it, and Tyler was shaking his head in the audience as if it's not true, but then, then Jaden doubled down this week on Beats 1 when he said that it's true, it's his mother effing boyfriend one more time. (laughs) Tyler, Tyler, who over the past year appears to have come out as gay on his last album, but has kept his love life rather mysterious. Uh, Next thing you know, Twitter really glommed onto this one. One person tweeted, I can't tell if Jaden Smith is trolling about going out with Tyler, the creator, but if it's legit, I'm jealous. 
So the rumors are out, and I, for one, ship these two, as the kids would say. I think this call is, now. It's a good couple. No, nope, don't call now. No, don't. I think they're probably taking calls now, though. Just letting you know. Right. Uh, I'm very excited about this, and we're going to tweet out a picture from the Kevin and Bean account about this story. But an animal rescue in Arizona is searching for the owner of a bedazzled pigeon. A bedazzled pigeon. A bedazzled pigeon (laughs) who was found in the wild last week. The bird, which has been dubbed rhinestone pigeon, was found by a woman on the back porch of her home in Glendale, Arizona, roughly 10 miles northwest of Phoenix. The woman turned it over to Fallen Feathers. That's a bird rescue uh, in Arizona on November 11th. And the nonprofit wrote on Facebook yesterday all about it, trying to find out who the true owner of this rhinestone pigeon is. Did the pigeon bedazzle itself? Well, that's, we know? that's the thing. We know it has an owner <laughs> unless we found the greatest pigeon of all time who bedazzles <laughs> themselves. But this is clearly someone's pigeon, and they're trying to find it. The rescue's owner, Judy Kieran, told the news outlet that they're searching far and wide because someone's got to know someone who's bedazzled their pigeon. This is not a common thing. So anyone with information on the fashionable pigeon <laughs> can contact Fallen Feathers Rescue on Facebook or at their website. So. I oh, have, now. Uh, 1-800? I, no. I have made it uh, very clear for many years on the program, although no one listens, that I am very much against your pets being dressed up. The only thing better than a pet with an outfit is a pet without an outfit. Yeah. I can't think of a circumstance under which a pigeon would ever need to be wearing any kind of bedazzled item of clothing. It's not technically an outfit, though, Bean. What is it? An accessory. Okay. <laughs> I don't you think can use pigeons, a different word. It's they just... don't need earrings. They don't need necklaces. They don't need bracelets. They're Have we fine seen the way... earrings, though? I think that might be good. They're fine the way they are. Uh, I'm going to show you, uh, Kevin, the, the picture of the bedazzled pigeon, but we are tweeting it from the Kevin and Bean account, which I'd like for you guys to see. <laughs> But it is, it does, I'm trying to show it to Bean as well. Uh, these, it does look sort of like a diaper that has bedazzled stones on it. And I, I for one, am there for it. I think it is a fashionable move. And uh, I would love to see this on the runway. Oh, my God. An all-pigeon runway. What is going on with people? I Listen, I, I, uh, I think it looks cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of party people out there are big fans of Mark Hoppus, Travis Barker, and Matt Skiba, and you may think you know how to pronounce their band name, but we learned this week that it all depends on what side of the pond you are from. When Late Late Show head writer and hilarious podcaster Ian Carmel tweeted out, the British call Blink-182 Blink-182. And I'm not saying that's why they lost the Revolutionary War, but and and listen, uh, when when Ian tweets that out, you know it's got to be somewhat real because he works on the Late Late Show with James Corden and is surrounded by British people, right? And Twitter responded, and it became obvious that yes, Brits are all in agreement that they've been calling Blink 182 Blink 182 wrong. Yeah, completely incorrect. Wrong. Uh, then Ian's boss, Late Late Show host James Corden, tweeted. Don't start this. I admit we are wrong on this. America calls them Blink-182, which is also wrong. They technically should be Blink-182. Don't take a moral high ground here. Uh, And the internet responded, including former Blink member Tom DeLonge, who got involved suggesting that it could be Blink-182. Oh, hadn't thought of it that way. He was right. Mark Hoppus did sort of the final response, though, direct to James and said, Some say 182, some say 182, but in all of this, I feel like we've lost sight of the fact that the B in Blink-182 is lowercase, <laughs> which is also something you should remember. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, British people had it wrong. Those guys have a best sense of humor, though. Don't they? Yep. How did it get, how do you think it got started? 
Because the band has always called themselves Blink-182. Who in Britain started calling them Blink-182 and why? I think it's got to be like a top of the pops or something. Like oh, during the radio, they're like, Blink-182 with like no, it was my accent, by the way. Maybe, but they've been around and they've been to yeah. England many, oh, for yeah. 30 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. many, many times. <laughs> it's sort of weird. It's weird to have not worked it out yet. <laughs> I do also wonder if Mark and them had heard them get announced as Blink-182 and then just was were too polite to... It's like, no, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you want to call us. Uh, today's birthdays are pretty exciting. The Eagles' Joe Walsh, Mike D. of the Beastie Boys, AFI frontman and K&B pal, Davey Havoc. Hey. Happy birthday, Davey. Uh, rapper Future, and then Bean's been excited all day because it is Carly Rae Jepsen's birthday. Hey, you guys, it's the Beat Bean calling. I was just uh, checking to see if you're at the Carly Rae Jepsen concert right now, or is it just me? Oh, wait, it's just me. You lose. You get nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> and Donna's here, too. <laughs> Poor wife. Sad admittance at the end. Uh, and also former Vice President Joe Biden. Obama and Biden. Are, are you kidding? The three stooges. That's two. It's only two stooges. Two people. Uh, Dumb and Dumber could have went with? Sure. Yeah, would have worked. Sure. I don't think Hank Jr. will be voting for Uncle Joe for president in 2020, by no. the way. We're hoping for that, though. Could be a good candidate. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's the birthdays, and that is what's happening. Thank you, Jensen. On your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, a jam-packed show. We've got the Adam Carolla. We have comedian Doug Benson. We're going to talk to R.J. Bell, even though it's Wednesday, because Thursday is Thanksgiving. We're also going to do Get Up On This with Jensen. Mm-hmm. We have Bean Makes Us Guess, and we have tickets for both nights of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas as well. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.